Messiah, hope your Sabbath is starting off good and will continue going good. And we pray, as always, that we both would come away from this study increased and multiplied in our understanding of Yah's laws and commandments and in our understanding of his word. Remember Yahshua said in John 8:31 that if we continue in his word or in his Torah or in his instructions or in his laws and commandments then we are his disciples and then we shall know the truth and then the truth shall set you free. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida on this beautiful Shabbat, even though it's cloudy. When we live in Florida, we really appreciate overcast days to give us a break from the sun. I know that's the opposite to those that are living in the north, because I used to live in the north, and in January, December, February, it, it was more cloudy than it was ever sunny. And if it was sunny, it was 20 below. So I feel for you. But nonetheless, we appreciate it. And we, I was thinking this morning just how highly favored we are to live in an area that is usually warm and nice um, during the wintertime. Now the summers are brutal. There's no way around it. It's hot and humid, but nonetheless, this is where we're at, and we appreciate not having to freeze our toes off in the summer and shovel snow and deal with all that mess. So we're going to get started today, and today we're going to talk about, first, the tribulation. You know, we've been taught a lot of things for those that were raised up in the church or that went to church or that were part of Christianity or Catholicism, we were taught a lot of things. And one of the things we were taught was that Yahshua was going to rapture the saints before any of the tribulation takes place. But that is inaccurate. That is a Roman sun god agenda of deception to deceive us from what the scriptures really say. And over the next few weeks, you're going to see that first is the tribulation. Secondly, after the great tribulation, which we are not in yet, after the great tribulation, the Yahshua comes for the elect and gathers the elect, and then after that, that's when Yah's wrath is poured out upon the wicked, and judgment is poured out upon them because of their lawlessness. So that's the synopsis, if you would, of this teaching. First, the tribulation. That's the very first thing. Now, like anything, you know, we may, be, we may have an understanding that a year from now we may say, no, nah, I see it a little differently. But nonetheless, this is how we see the scriptures. And you 
may understand them a little differently, and that's okay. Let's just study what the Word says, and then go from there. Alright, let's start off in Matthew chapter 24, which is when the disciples asked Yahshua what would be the sign of His coming. And you can read this, and I would encourage you study it in entirety. Now, as always, being that we are a Hebraic roots ministry, we have we read out of Bibles that have realigned the names of Yahweh, the names of Yahshua, back to the Hebraic names that Catholicism changed to line up with their sun god agenda where they changed the name that was Yahweh to L-O-R-D they changed the name that was Elohim to G-O-D they changed the name Yahshua to J-E-S-U-S which didn't even exist until the 16th century so nonetheless all these things were changed and we are going, and we are part of a Hebraic roots movement, a sacred name movement, a coming back to what the scriptures originally said and to live accordingly. And it takes some time to renew your minds from L-O-R-D to Yah, from J-E-S-U-S to Yahshua, from G-O-D to Elohim. You know, but nonetheless, you know, it takes time to relearn and renew your minds from the first day of the week of sun god worship to the Shabbat, uh, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, to learn the feast and all the other things that we learned that were not biblical and that things that we are learning today that are biblical. So... In verse 8 of Matthew 24, I'm just going to hit some highlight scriptures, but you read it in the context, and you'll see in context this makes sense. It says, all these are the beginning of sorrows or troubles. And it's talking about nation rising against nation in the previous verse, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines. We have just lived through a famine of sorts and are living through it even as we speak pestilences earthquakes and diverse places so he says all these are the beginning of sorrows the mandates are just the beginning of sorrows the the rumors of wars with Russia are just the beginning of sorrows all right, now drop down to verse 13, and it says, But he shall endure unto the end, shall be saved. Now, if you read just the ver couple verses above it, it says, um, verse 10, Many shall be offended and shall betray one another. Why would they do that? Why would people betray families, would betray loved ones, friends, so on and so forth? And as from experience, it's when you start obeying 
and believing Yah's laws and commandments, and you start uh, living according to Yah's laws and commandments, keeping the Sabbath, uh, keeping the feasts, uh, not taking His name in vain, so on and so forth. People that disagree with that, people that have been deceived, people that are in paganism and sun god worship, usually their response is one of hatred, one of disgust, one of they think you've lost your marbles, but you can go to the scripture and say this is what the scripture says, thus saith Yahweh says, what Yeshua says, this is the actual context of what Peter and Paul said, and then they will just pull out a few scriptures out of context that try to justify their belief system and thinking that the law and the prophets have been done away with when Yahshua said in Matthew 5:17 that he did not come to do away with the law and the prophets. So if he did not come to do away with the law and prophets, and verse 19 says that those that teach that, that to disobey Yah's laws and commandments, you'll be leased in the kingdom, or there'll be some form of judgment upon you, then that tells us that those that teach Yah's laws and commandments, that there will be some sort of reward, some sort of acknowledgement from Yah and Yahshua, well done. So, and so, from our experiences, people that are in sun god worship, that hold on to their traditions of Christianity and Catholicism and sun god paganism, more than they desire or hunger after Yah's laws and commandments, they're the ones that will write you off. And remember, Yahshua said in Matthew and in Mark that they hold on to the traditions of men and yet reject the laws, deny the laws of Yah's commandments. And it is not going to be a pretty sight when you meet your Maker and He says, Why did you not obey my laws and commandments? So, and he said, many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many, deceive many to go away from Yah's laws and commandments, to disobey them. And then it says, and because iniquity shall abound um, and shall wax cold. Now, I want to read to you, I got this in my notes on my... Uh, phone here in Matthew I want to read to you what the word iniquity what the word iniquity means against the law or no law or without the law so we could read it this way because those who are against the law or they live without any laws abound. The love for the law, for the Torah, for Yah's laws and commandments, shall wax cold. 
And so you can see in our society how many people's hotness or passion for being obedient, one, to Yah's laws and commandments, as well as to the laws that we have in our nation that are in line with Scripture, like do not murder, do not rape, do not commit adultery, do not steal. You know, you just think of a few years ago, before that last election, how governments just allowed certain people to... Um, Burn things down. What's that called when they rob? They, when they rob riots. riots. Well, it's called something. Looting. They allowed all kinds of looting to go on in our streets, and very few people got arrested. Very few people in the democratic government even rose up and spoke against it. They just allowed it to happen. You know, but now when other things by people of righteousness do break even the least of the law, they're on them to pounce on them. They're on them, you know, to take it and to apply the toughest penalty as possible. Well, see, that's the love of the law waxing cold. They're using it just for political agendas, political reasons. And see, that's the way our nation is. Our nation has gone the way where that which was against Yah's laws and commandments is now being acknowledged as it's a good thing. And that which was um, good is now being declared evil. But that's what the prophet said would happen in the last days. So, we see here that because of iniquity, because of lawlessness, because of going away from Yah's laws and commandments, and it's increasing, multiplying, many shall wax cold. Even people that were once in righteousness, once following Yah, once following Yahshua, obeying Yah's laws and commandments, they've turned away from Him, and they're hot, passionately living according to the lusts of this world. And that is a sad deal. And for them, they are lost. If you have turned away, or you do not know Yah's laws and commandments, you do not know... Remember 1 John chapter 2, verse, I think, 2 or 3 or 4? It says that if you do not obey Yah's laws and commandments, the truth is not in you. So if, the tr if you're not obeying Yah's laws and commandments, it don't matter if you think you've been born again. It don't matter if you've confessed J-E-S-U-S as Savior. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if you confess Yahshua as Messiah. If you are willingly disobeying Yah's laws and commandments and going against them, living anti-Messiah laws and commandments, you too have backslidden and you are in the lost boat. I remember in 1983, I turned away from, um, well, I knew him as Jesus then, and I went back into drugs, went back into drinking, 
went back in that whole lifestyle. And friends told me after I came back and repented that all I talked about when I was loaded was what I used to do for the, for the Savior and my relationship with Him. But I know, and three times I almost died in that six-month period in accidents. One on a motorcycle and two in vehicles. And yet Yah spared me. But I know, beyond a shadow of doubt, that if I would have died, I would have perished. Why? I was not living according to Yah's laws and commandments, at least to the knowledge I had at that time. All right, so... And it says, and he that shall endure, he that keeps, back to John 8, 31 and 32, he that continues in Yahshua's word. This says, he that endures when these troubled times, he that stays faithful to Yah's laws and commandments, he that endures tribulation, he that endures whatever's going on in their life that they don't, they think, how could, you know, the Creator allow this to happen? He that endures unto the end, he that keeps obeying Yah's laws and commandments shall be saved or delivered or rescued or healed. That's what the word saved means. So we see here the context. When Yahshua said, he that endures to the end shall be saved, is at the beginning of sorrows. Remember, verse 8, all these are the beginning. See, many of us, we're in that process. This is, you know, it's not necessarily the beginning at this moment. We could be in the middle of it. We could be towards the end of it. We could be months or years or a short season away from the great tribulation. Okay, let's look in verse 30. Um, let's look in verse 21. You know, again, I encourage you, read in context, especially out of the Hebraic Bible. You know, I have uh, an app that is a renewed King James Version that, you know, renewed its uh, the names from L-O-R-D to Yahweh, Yahshua, uh, actually, it says Yahweh uses the V instead of the W, which is it's fine. Um, and there are some other apps that you can, Bible apps that you can download that do have the name Yahweh and Yeshua. Uh, they may spell it a little differently, but nonetheless, it's better than the Greek, Roman, pagan, false Messiah names of J-E-S-U-S, L-O-R-D, G-O-D, so on and so forth. All right, verse 21. For then shall be great tribulation. Now one of the things it says in the verse above that, he says, Pray ye that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Now why would he say neither on the Sabbath day? Because those that obey the Sabbath, regardless of, of what is taking place on the Shabbat, they stay with the Shabbat. Think of the, the death and burial of the Messiah. 
And think about it said that after the Sabbath, so it was sun up on the first day of the week, which would have been actually the Saturday night or the seventh day at night, because remember, at night begins the new day. Not the way we have it. We have it, the morning begins the new day. But according to Genesis, the first day starts at sundown. The first of the day starts at sundown. And the end of the day starts at, uh, no, starts at sunrise. And the end of the day, sorry, starts at sundown. And so at sundown on the seventh day, Mary and the dis disciples ran to the tomb. And yet Yahshua was already resurrected. So he was resurrected on the seventh day at the evening. And we will go through this when we come to Passover. But he died on Wednesday, didn't die on Friday. He died at the, at the Passover Wednesday night. But that's another story. But anyways, so... The, dis the disciples, the followers of Yahshua, were already strong in nothing keeps you from obeying the Sabbath, even the death of the Messiah. They wouldn't compromise it to go to the tomb for the death of the Messiah. That tells us that we should not compromise the Shabbat for any reason. Work, family gatherings parties, celebrations, nothing. There is no reason, shopping, you know, I'm just too tired in the week, so you go on the Sabbath, no, no, that's no excuse. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting together with your family on the sab Sabbath, you know, resting together, having a day of fellowship together, eating together, studying the Word together, nothing wrong with that. Doesn't, you know, we got to get this out of our mind that we have to go to church because nowhere did Yahshua go to church. The disciples did not go to church. They were the assembly. Now, Yahshua and the disciples did go to the synagogue, but it wasn't a place to go to worship. It was a place to go to testify and to witness of the Messiah, Yahshua. Understand that. So, he said, pray that your flight would not be in winter, because it would be cold. Or on the Sabbath day. For then, okay, for then, this is key, shall be the great tribulation. So he says here, in verse 8, these are the beginning of sorrows. And then he describes part of what the tribulation would look like. And then he says, Then shall be the great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. Meaning what our grandparents went through and our parents went through in what was called the Great Depression. That It is still nothing compared to what is taking, going to take place during the Great Tribulation. It says, 
and such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. How does your version say it? Where are you at? Verse 21. Okay. For there will be great suffering, such as has not happened from the beginning of the world until now, okay. no, nor ever will be. In the Hebraic roots version, it says that there is great suffering that is happening like it has never happened before, something yeah. to that effect. Mm -hmm. Nor will it ever happen again. So, and he said, Yahshua says, except these days, what are these days? The days of the great tribulation shall be shortened. There shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, who are the elect? And we'll, we'll get into a study on that. But the elect are those that obey Yah's laws and commandments. The elect are those that keep Torah. The elect are those that keep the Shabbat, that have no idols before Him, that have departed from anything to do and participating in having anything to do with pagan sun god worship. That is the elect. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. So if the elect weren't here, why would they even say that? See, those that believe in pre-trib, which is what I used to believe in, that because there's some scriptures that seem to be saying that, but nonetheless, when you understand the context of what Paul and the book of Revelation are saying, you then see that is, that is not accurate. So, the elect will be here. Now, what will happen? The elect will be protected. Psalm 91. No evil will come near you. A thousand may be falling, uh, perishing on one side, 10,000 at another side, but it will not come near you because you honor his name, because you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and because of the blood of the Passover lamb and that Yah is a wall of fire round about you. Hallelujah. That is good news. Now, if you go to Daniel chapter 12, Yahshua here is quoting the prophets. Again, in your studies, almost probably like 95% maybe less, maybe more, of, of the scriptures that Yahshua, Paul, Peter, James, John quote come out of the Torah or the prophets. It is not something new. It is something, the, the end of the book is just a renewed covenant of the first covenant. It's a continuation of the first covenant renewed by the blood of the Lamb renewed by what Yahshua did on the stake or on the tree, and that Yah has written, instead of writing His laws and commandments on tablets, according to the book of Hebrews, He has written them on our minds and upon our hearts, fulfilling what Jeremiah prophesied in Jeremiah 
31, I think verse 32 or 33, that there was coming a day that Yahweh would write His laws and commandments upon Israel's heart. See, when you're born from above, you're not a Christian. You are grafted into Israel. You are a Hebrew. Hebrew in the Hebrew, the word Hebrew in the Hebrew means you've crossed over. You've crossed over out of paganism into Torah-mindedness, into the Messianic Hebraic roots. You've crossed over into being part of the nation of Israel. Your skin may be white as white, but you are still part of the nation of Israel. Yahshua's skin is brown. He is not white. The disciples' skin were not white. They were Jewish. They were Hebraic. And though their skins are brown, dark brown, so on and so forth. So in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1, so understand this. You are an Israelite. You are a new creation in Messiah. What was Messiah? He was Hebrew. You are Hebrew. When you're born from above, when you stepped out of religious traditions, every religion is made by man except the one that Yahshua gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the Torah. That was inspired, created, and carried out by Yah and by Yahshua. So in Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, it says, There shall be a, a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation. Even to the same time thy people, and in Israel, shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be in the book. And how you get your names written in the book is not just by confessing Yahshua or J-E-S-U-S -S as Savior. It's by receiving them. And when you receive them, you live according to their instructions, according to the Torah, according to His laws and commandments. You continue in what Yah started that Yahshua came to fulfill and to complete, to take to another level. And until He returns, and even after He returns, these things are going to be forever. The Sabbath is forever. The feast days are forever. Read the Scriptures and you will find this to be so. Now, to understand the, the Great Tribulation, it is when evil, wicked men pour out their hatred and evil towards Yah, Yah's people, and towards His laws and commandments. Now, we have seen a level of this. Israel has seen a level of this. Believers in the states have seen a level of this when people have said, no, I'm not going to put up, make a cake for you because according to my beliefs, 
the lifestyle you are living is not in line with the scriptures. And it, it, according to my convictions, I do not want to participate in that sin. Wedding And so, the courts, the law, sided with that which Yah says is an abomination. And they mandated the people that believed, according to Yah's laws and commandments, they mandated them and basically ruined them and made them pay them an enormous amount of money. And that is a form of trouble, but it's not the Great Tribulation. And many other such things our government has done, mandating people do certain things that violate the Scriptures. And protecting things that violate the Scriptures they protect them with their laws, and if you stand up for liberty, if you stand up for what thus saith Yahweh, you are held in contempt, you, are, you might lose your job, you might suffer some sort of trouble that is very difficult to go through, but it's still not the Great Tribulation. It's leading up to it. But it's still not the Great Tribulation. But nonetheless, if you'll keep believing the Scriptures, if you'll keep obeying the Scriptures, if you'll keep enduring through the trouble, holding on to Yah's laws and commandments, in the end, you will be delivered. In the end, Yah will make it work together for your good. In the end... He will turn it around. He will cause you to triumph always in Messiah, and He will give you the victory. When Paul said that in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, that, that He gives us the victory all the time through Messiah Yeshua, He's referring to the last days. So, if you are going through trouble, it may not be the Great Tribulation yet, but He will give you the victory. Just stay faithful to His Word. I know it's not pleasant. I know it's fearful. I know it is a great challenge. And, you know, you may, you may have are been totally down to nothing. You may have lost your home. You may have lost your family. You may have lost your jobs. Everybody else has turned against you. But Yah has not turned against Hallelujah. you. Yah is for you, and if Yah be for you, who can be against you, the Scripture says. Yes. I know many will rise. Read Psalm 37, that, that's a good one, concerning what will take place to the wicked, and what Yah will do for the righteous. Just continue in His righteousness. Alright, um, just keep you can just keep reading. Let's, let's read in verse 29. It says, After the tribulation of those days. Okay, so we're now coming to where Yahshua says, After the tribulation, verse 30, 
then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. So it's after the great tribulation that Yahshua said that there would be a sign, and the other day I was thinking, what would that sign be? Hmm, makes you think. What would that sign be? Would that sign be that you'll see him in the clouds? I don't know, possibly. It says, Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Okay? And then it says, And they shall see the Son of Man coming. Now, is that sign there instantly, and then instantly the Son of Man is coming? Or is that sign there? Do they see Yah in the clouds? Or do they see something? Do they, they see the elect being gathered? I don't know. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Verse 31. And he shall send his angels. So this is after the great tribulation. First, Yahshua comes. You see him coming. He shall see, Yahshua shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. So this lines up with what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, that they would hear a great trumpet, probably on the feast of trumpets. See, the first four feasts have been fulfilled in Yeshua's coming, the spring feast. The fall feasts have yet to be fulfilled, and they will be fulfilled at Yahshua's return. That's a different study, but for sake of time, i got to keep focused. He shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather the elect, who are the elect again, the righteous, who are the righteous, the ones that are obeying Yah's laws and commandments, and the ones that have continued through all of the sorrows and tribulations, they continued following Yahshua, obeying His laws and commandments. John 14, 15. If you love me, you'll obey my laws and commandments. And so when things get tough, and you stop obeying His laws and commandments, that verifies your love was very shallow. Just like in a marriage, or in a relationship, when things get difficult, you abort and go to the next woman or to the next man. That verifies either you did not really love them or your love was just emotional or just shallow. It wasn't a love of commitment. A love of commitment says when you get bald and gray and get a big belly, I will still love you. Your love of commitment says when you get overweight, when you don't look like you did when you were 18. My love for you is beyond the physical, but I love you, the person. Not what you look like, not what you can do for me, or if a person loses his job, or if a person becomes handicapped. Your love continues. Why? Because your love is deep. It's not based upon emotions. It's not based upon how you treat me. It's based upon the scriptures 
and my commitment. Okay, then it says, so we see here that at Yahshua's return, the trumpet will sound. And that's the Feast of Trumpets. Then verse 40. It says, Then two will be in the field, and one will be taken. Here, let me just turn there. Uh, verse 42 will be in the field, one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. There's some other verses I want to get to before that. First look in verse um, 34. It says, Verily I say unto you, this generation, the generation that, is, that um, goes through the great tribulation, shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my Torah, my words, my laws and commandments, my instructions, shall not pass away. And you can read that in Matthew 5.18. And then it says, um, verse 37, this is a key thing. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So we, it says in the next verse that as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, giving marriage. They weren't listening to, um, turn to Genesis 7, they weren't listening to, Mo, to uh, Noah they were persecuting Noah. They were laughing at Noah when he told them that a flood is coming. Why? Because the earth has never saw rain. They had no idea what they were talking about. And so, you know, Noah just kept building the ark, building the ark. He kept obeying Yah's laws and commandments. He kept enduring through times of trouble. I would encourage you, endure through times of trouble. So... In chapter 7, verse 1, it says, And Yahweh said, Yahweh said unto Noah, Come you and all your house into the ark, for I have seen, for I for have I seen righteous before me in this generation of every clean beast. Now just drop down to verse 4. Okay, here's something to understand concerning Yahshua saying it, Yahshua's return will be like the days of of Noah. Verse 4 says, For yet seven days, now Yah's talking to Noah, for yet in seven days I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according to all that Yahweh commanded. That's how Noah lived his life. That's how you and I need to live our life. So when Yahshua said, but as the days of Noah were, so also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now we know there's a scripture that says that no man shall know the day nor the hour 
But the Torah says, and Yahshua says, you might not know the minute, you might not know the second, but Noah knew seven days in advance the flood, the destruction was coming. Is this saying to us that Yahweh will reveal to His elect, to the righteous one, a period of time, maybe seven days, maybe less, maybe more, of His return. Now, He will reveal that only to His prophets, those that obey Yah's laws and commandments. So anybody in Christianity or Catholicism that comes up with it, just ignore it because they are not serving the same uh, Elohim. They are serving L-O-R-D, which means Baal, which is Satan. And the words they speak, I hate to say this, I was part of it too. When they say, thus saith the Lord, they think they're referring to the Creator or the Messiah, but they are referring to Baal. That's what the Hebrew says. And that, that's a mind blower in itself. I know that's hard to, to swallow. So I don't listen to anybody that is not obeying Yah's laws and commandments. If you're not keeping the Sabbath, if you're not keeping the feast days, if you're not doing your best in honoring the Shabbat and obeying Yah's laws and commandments and growing and increasing in them, and if you have not turned away and come out of Babylon and paganism and sun god agendas and systems and worship, then you know, there's very little that I'm going to listen unless something you say really lines up with the Scripture. I pretty much don't listen to teachings by ministries that are still, quote-unquote, in the church. Now, once in a while, I'll come across an article on certain things and things that they are saying, even though they're still part of the church, are biblically accurate. That I will receive. So it says here, so is Yahshua giving us an indication that when we are the elect, when we are part of Israel, when we are obeying His laws and commandments, His return will be somehow known by the elect just like it was when Yah told Noah, get in the ark. And he got in the ark seven days before it took place. That's something to ponder. That's something to think about. I believe, my personal belief is, Yah, excuse me, gives instructions to his servants, the prophets. Amos 3.7 says, He does nothing unless it's re revealed through his servant, the prophets. So everything has to line up with the prophets. And those of us who have a prophetic anointing, they will hear things from the mouth of Yah, from the mouth of Yahshua and Yah's Spirit, giving warnings, giving instructions, giving leadings. Sometimes you don't realize what they are. It could be in a dream, so on and so forth. My wife one time back in the 80s when we lived in New Mexico, her and the... the 
the church we pastored, uh, the ladies were going 200 miles uh, on, a, on a certain day to shop in a city because we lived 200 miles from everywhere. We lived in a small town, Roswell, New Mexico. And so they were all gathering together to go a, a ladies' day. Well, my wife had a dream, and in the dream, the car they were in uh, blew a tie rod, and they crashed. And you know, if you're going 55 miles an hour, that was the speed limit back then, um, your tie rod goes, chances are you're not surviving. So she had that dream. She called Diane, shared it with Diane. Did Diane have a dream or anything? No. No. So... You know, she called all the ladies, and they all agreed not to go. They took that vehicle into the shop. I don't know if it no, was... A... Diane's father checked it. Oh, Diane's father checked out that vehicle, and, and sure the enough, the, the tie rod was broken. And they could have all perished. But yet, Yah, in a dream, revealed his instructions... To Linda, and it was up to Linda to step out in faith and obey them. And to, you know, not to just ignore his instructions. Why? She has a prophetic anointing. She operates with dreams and visions. And so I just encourage you. You know, listen to the voice of Yah. Listen to his voice. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do this, meaning that seven days before the second return, I'm saying it is quite possible, and it is my belief that he will, but nonetheless, we'll have to wait and see. So, um, and then it says, it says in verse uh, 39, that the people, they knew not, this was the unbelievers, the wicked, they knew not until the flood came, and took them all away. So also shall be the coming of the Son of Man. So who was taken away in the flood? The wicked. The righteous remained on the earth to inherit the earth. So Noah and his family were the only ones that remained. Why? They were prepared. Why? They listened to the voice of Yah and followed his prepare his preparation manual. And so you and I, whatever Yah is telling you to do to prepare, then do it, both spiritually and in the natural. And then it says, verse 40, Then shall two be taken, then two shall be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Now we always thought and were taught that the one that was taken was one of the elect. But this is in context of Yahshua explaining that his return will be like the days of Noah. So in the days of Noah, were, was the righteous taken or were the wicked taken? The wicked were taken. And the righteous remained. So who was taken of the two? The wicked were removed and destroyed. And the righteous remained to inherit the earth. So verse 44 then says, Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man 
cometh. Verse 46, Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, shall find so doing. Doing what? Doing and obeying Yah's laws and commandments. His Torah. His instruction. So we see here that first off, it's not going to be the, rap, the, the uh, gathering of the elect. It's not going to be the wrath of Yah poured out. It first off is going to be the great tribulation. But before the great tribulation, you and I may experience persecution. You and I may experience sorrows. But keep enduring because if you will keep battling through, and I know sometimes things can get so bad, people can lose loved ones, so on and so forth. They can lose loved ones. They, they may want to give up and quit. But keep battling through. And if you are really going through oppression, just reach out to someone that can pray and encourage you as well as deal with the demonic forces of witchcraft against your life that would try to get you to walk away and become lawless. And see, when you're lawless, you are no longer lawful, and you no longer know His laws and commandments, and you've walked away from Him. And the only thing you can do is repent and come back and acknowledge your sin. And when you do, you'll be grafted back in to Israel. So I pray that this gave you some instruction concerning Yah's laws and commandments about the end times, about first the tribulation. Then will be the first will be the great tribulation. Then will be the, the gathering of the elect. And then we'll see that his wrath will be poured out upon. Now this is according to our understanding. And just like I thought I understood the scriptures when I believed in the rapture or the gathering of the elect before the tribulation because that's what I was taught. Now I see that I was taught inaccurately, and, but I am infallible. None of us knows everything. And if I need to be corrected, if I need to see something that I'm not seeing, I'm sure Yahweh will send His truth to teach me as well as to teach you. And I will make the adjustments. Now, sometimes that He will send that teaching through a brother or sister in Yah, through His Torah, but it will always include the Scriptures. And the more you see and understand the scriptures from a Hebraic perspective, the more you'll see what you are taught through a Roman, Catholic, Greek, pagan perspective, Christian perspective, was so inaccurate. Not everything they've taught were inaccurate, but so much was. And the more you see it through a Hebraic perspective, 
the more truth you know, and the more you will be set free. So, Father, we thank you for this word. And we thank you for teaching us about the tribulation and the second coming of Yahshua. And, Father, we praise you. We worship you. We bless you. We thank you for preparing us. And as always, whenever and if ever we go through the great tribulation, if we're still alive on the earth, you will supply all our need according to your riches and glory. You will encamp round about the righteous and deliver them. You will make a way where there seems to be no way, because you are a wall of fire round about us. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and that you have given your angels charge over us, that no evil will come near us, nor any plague come near our dwelling. A thousand may be perishing on one side, ten thousand may be perishing on another side, but it will not come near us. So, Father, we love you. Father, we worship you. We thank you for your instructions as we seek to continue obeying your laws and commandments. If you want to connect with us, our website is YahwehYahshuaAssembly.com or you can find me, Mark Pulley, or Yahweh Yahshua Assembly on Facebook or on other media sites. So until next time, also, if you have a, a tithe that you would like to, or an offering you would like to support our ministry, you can do so at the website, and we encourage you to do, because as we give, and I, this came to me earlier this week, that someone needs to be encouraged in this, that as you give, which includes financially, that as we give in support of the kingdom, the scripture says in Luke 6:38, it is given unto you. So according to as you have given, it is given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It's on its way. And if you have not been giving, I would encourage you to give. Give unto those in need. Give unto those that are lacking. Give unto the widows. Give unto those that have a fixed income. Give unto those that preach and teach about Yah's laws and commandments. Give unto other ministries. Support them. Be a blessing to them. And the scripture says that he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So Yah, we praise you for rebuking the devourer in the power of your name. Until next time, Shabbat Shalom. Amen.